What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are now listening to the Antonio Serrato Show, the podcast show designed to help you grow your business by offering you indirect mentorship from thought leaders and industry experts and by delivering actionable steps to getting things done. And I'm your host, Antonio Serrato. Hey, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? I am your host, Antonio Serrato, and welcome to the Antonio Serrato Show. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If this is your second, third, fourth, or heck, fifth time tuning in, welcome back. I want to thank you all for your continued support today. As all times, we have a very special guest on the show from Washington, D.C. His name is Malcolm Lemons, a professional athlete turned entrepreneur, author, and public speaker. He's played for quite some time over in uh, Japan as a professional basketball player, and he's here today to discuss some really interesting things from entrepreneurship to the transition of athletics or being an athlete to an entrepreneur to also writing a book. Some really, really, really interesting content we have in stores for you for today. Malcolm Lemons graduated from Niagara University with a degree in business management. He's went on to pursue a professional basketball career overseas, as mentioned. He did play in Japan for quite some time. He is the founder of Players Point Agency, which helps athletes build personal brands and prepare them for life after sports. Because we all know that, you know, these athletes, these student athletes, let's just say, They move on and, you know, unfortunately, they do not get into the uh, professional league. So then they have to figure out a way to, uh, you know, provide after the sport life or the athletics life. So, um, you know, I'm sure that there are a ton, a ton of people that can benefit from this. He's also landed several media coverages from, you know, in networks such as ABC, TV One, His articles has been featured in the Huffington Post, Athlete Network, uh, as well as other publications. And he's went on, as mentioned, to publish his first novel. It's called Lessons from the Game, and it can be found on Amazon.com as well as on at Barnes and Nobles. So make sure to check that out. But to say the least, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Malcolm Lemons. So how, how was your week, man? It was good, man. Um, trying to get some work done, you know, launching this new business. It ain't nothing but meetings, emails, you know, <laughs> a lot of grinding. So I'm trying to, you know, get myself situated. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I, and and that's the whole thing of the grind. And that's what's so special about entrepreneurship. You know, it's uh, it's consistent. It's There's really never no nine to five concept or ordeal. You know, you're replying to emails, let's just say late at night or early in the morning. Um, and that's one thing that I personally love about it. And I'm sure you do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, let's let's just get started. You know, cover any early side hustles that you had or any early desires that, you know, you had that just came into the fruition of you becoming an entrepreneur. Um, so when I was younger, I think the first thing, the first side hustle or desire that I had to be an entrepreneur, I didn't really call it that back, back then because I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. Um, so I guess I'd always just kind of innately had it in me, but I used to sell, um, I used to sell pencils, water bottles, and candy in middle school. So that was like my first little hustle. Um, and I made some decent money doing that. And I just liked the fact that, 
I didn't have to listen to anybody and I kind of control, you know, um, you know, what I did with my time and that whole, you know, uh, that grind of entrepreneurship and that part of it is really what I fell in love with and, and why, I, you know, grew up to want to start my own business. I think I just had it naturally and, and it was just a desire of mine from an early age. Right. And so, so let's go back to the, uh, the pencil, the candy concept, um, mm-hmm. the money, you know, the, I'm guessing the, the income that you made from the sales, did you then reinvest it into purchasing just more of these products? So that way you can kind of, you know, save your money. And what did you do with that money collectively? Um, you know, invest, buy new toys, you know, cause some people obviously take different, uh, routes with how they spend their early capital, um, especially in cases like pencils and candy, because I did the same. So what, what did you, how did you manage that aspect, of course? To be completely honest, I really don't remember in, in its entirety, <laughs> but uh, I think some of it I definitely invested. So I would buy bulk, uh, bulk candy from Costco, and right. I would bring it to school and sell it. So sometimes I would you know, go back to Costco and buy more candy and reinvested that way. I think, honestly, I just saved a lot of money. <laughs> I've always been really frugal, and I, it, I, it just came to me at a, a young age that I just like the fact of having money, having money just saved up. So a lot of my money, from what I remember, I just had it stacked up, and I didn't really do anything with it, so, which is kind of funny within itself. <laughs> I mean, that's that's honestly an awesome uh, asset to have personally as well. Yeah. Um, you know, being frugal or the ability to, to be frugal and know when and how to spend, you know, your money, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. So that's great. Um, all right. So, so from your youth leading on to like your middle school, high school experience, has anything changed in terms of like the entrepreneurial pursuit? Did you sell, uh, something differently? Did you come up with a new idea that you decided to explore? Um, so I didn't pursue it as, as much as I would want to. I, I think that would be the only difference. I still always had that entrepreneurial mindset, um, but I started to focus more on basketball when I got to high school and I kind of put, uh, you know, my desire to be an entrepreneur to the side. Although I did still, I sold shoes. Um, I used to flip shoes in high school and I also sold clothing. I had a, a classmate of mine, a childhood friend who um, had a, uh, connect with a manufacturer out in China. Um, I really don't even know how he got in touch with that, but um, <laughs> he actually used to get shipments of shirts, of polo shirts, so we used to sell those at school, and also uh, I used to buy Jordans and things of that nature and, and resell them, so I still kind of did it on the side, but it really wasn't like my focus. I didn't necessarily see myself as a business person in high school. I was an athlete person foremost. Right, right, because I'm assuming that's where your interest has high-end uh to pursue, you know, uh, a professional career in basketball or, or athletics. Right. Absolutely. Okay. That was always my, my first and foremost focus and business was kind of something I, I saw as a hobby and something I just like to do. Right. Awesome. So, all right. So I was reading in, in a few of your blog posts and one specifically that stood out, um, you had mentioned, you know, something about the most important uh, intangibles that entrepreneurs possess would be patience, determination, and grit. Uh, what's your definition of each, and and why do you believe that it is such an elite per se characteristic that all entrepreneurs, including athletes, should master? So I think grit and determination kind of falls in the same bucket. Um, uh, it's just having that persistence, that will to win, and not quitting. Because I think in entrepreneurship. 
you're going to get told no. You know, people are not going to necessarily want your product or your service. And you have to be able to, you know, have full hearted belief in what you're, you know, putting out into the world and, you know, have that grit and that persistence to keep pushing, to keep going on, even when people deny you, even when people tell you your idea sucks or it's bad. And it's really just taking all that and that energy, that negative energy, using that fuel to push you, you know, over that hump to get to your goals and to, to be a successful entrepreneur, which is why I think grit and determination, you know, those are the really the deciding factors. I think if you don't have those two, then it's really tough to be a successful entrepreneur and to really have uh, your idea come into fruition. Um, you know, and the same thing goes with patience. I think, you know, being a business person, a successful business person, uh, with anything takes time, you know, um, you know, I think people rush the process. People don't really fall in love with the craft and they want to get to the end goal so quickly when, you know, that's a big reason why people give up because it doesn't happen when they want to. Um, and I think anything, you know, great in life takes a lot of time and, and patience is just having that, that, that willingness to, um, you know, want something, but to understand that the process is where it's made and that, Every day you're making progress and you're not rushing it. You're not being anxious, but you're having faith in the journey. You're having faith in that entire process that you know one day that, you know, whatever your goals may be, it's going to happen for you because you're patient and you're, you're going to wait for that to come true. Awesome. So, all right. So with the three in mind, right, patience, determination, grit, how would you say that that would tie in with your first discovery of, you know, an actual business, um, and, and, you know, if you can just cover how the three ties into when you first thought of your actual business and, you know, the how building it and then having it fail, if you can just explain to me that whole, that whole experience and, and your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So my first legitimate business was called Capital Sports Connection, and it was basically a staffing and recruiting firm that um, was tailored towards helping student athletes transition into the, the professional world. Um I I saw a niche and a lot of my teammates, um, you know, struggled to do this with when when they were transitioning from being a college student athlete to try to find a job. So I felt like I can fill this need being an athlete myself. Um, So when I came back from my first year overseas, I actually started this business Um, and I put a lot of energy into it. But I think the biggest thing is that one, I wasn't necessarily passionate about the staffing and recruiting agency. Um, And two, I wasn't at that time patient enough to even see if something would really come out of it. And also I still had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a professional athlete more than I actually wanted to be a business person at the time. And I wasn't you know, willing to let the game go. So I think, um, you know, with all those factors in mind is, is a large reason why I didn't continue pursuing that and why I didn't build that company and stick with it and, and, and a big reason as to why it failed. But I think I learned more than ever, um, you know, just through that process, you know, just about the, the basics and the foundation of starting a business and what it actually takes to build a successful company. You know, I, I learned a lot and I wouldn't tra- trade that, traded that experience for anything. So um, looking back, it was, it was no regrets. And I, I think that, that whole process taught me so much about what it means to be an entrepreneur, actual entrepreneur, instead of having like a side hustle or, um, you know, just something that you're doing as a hobby. So like, you know, obviously you, you decided to take the athlete route or mm-hmm. focus more on the athlete route versus the entrepreneurship route, building, building your first established business. So would you say if you did the complete opposite and focused in on your business versus the athlete route, would you, do you believe that, 
your business would have succeeded um, versus, you know, the opposite that you've succeeded with your athlete career primarily and then went over to entrepreneurship? Um, So I think that I I still would have had some success. Uh, Like I said before, I wasn't necessarily passionate about staffing and recruiting, but I was passionate about helping athletes. And that was a major part of the business. So I think that would have, you know, pushed me over. I think Um, I would have learned a lot more if I would have stuck with it. And, um, you know, I probably would have ran into some some bumps and some obstacles. But I think ultimately I would have had some type of success now. Does that mean building a a million-dollar business? Maybe not. Um, But I think I I would have done well for myself Um, at that age, starting a company on my own. I think I would have. Um, you know, hit some major strides and, and, and been okay in the long run, but it wasn't my, it wasn't my focus. And, and I think at that age, you, you have time to pursue what you really want to pursue. And I kind of took a step back to really analyze if I wanted to let basketball go at that time. And I didn't want to, I wasn't comfortable moving on. So um, that was a major, major reason as to why I, I, you know, dissolved the business and kind of put it, you know, to the side to pursue an athletic career. Uh, I see. So could you run me through how, what was your experience like in, in terms of overcoming that failure? You know, because um, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there to start something and then it fails and they, you know, it takes, it takes an emotional turmoil, you know, for them to recoup from that failure. So what would you, you know, how did you deal with that failure and uh, what would you recommend to like other entrepreneurs to deal with failure, especially when it comes to like their first, second or third businesses? Um, so I, I, I mean, I really look at it as, you know, what's your alternative? Like if you're passionate about something and even you're, you're always going to run into something. It's going to be some type of obstacle, sometimes some type of failure and no one is going to have a smooth journey to success. It just doesn't happen. And I think by me experiencing a lot of failure at a younger age, you know, I got cut from the basketball team in high school. I had a, you know, rough childhood, a lot of moving around, things of that nature. So things have always been kind of unstable um, from a young age. And I learned to kind of roll with the punches and that, you know, life is going to throw different things your way. And it's all about how you react, how you deal with it. So I, I really took that mindset into business. Um, I thought to myself, you know, it's just one failure and this doesn't define me. And as long as I keep pushing and I'm learning from my mistakes, then I'll be, you know, I'll be fine in the future and I'll be able to get back in it and, and put more effort in, you know, really um, learn from those, from those failures and things that I went through. And that's just kind of the mindset that I have on it. And I think um, when you really take that perspective on it and understand um, really just what you can learn from failure. That's, that's really just the most important thing. So uh, that would be my advice for any entrepreneur who experienced some type of failure and feels like they can't push on. If you're passionate about it, then just look at your alternatives. And if you don't like what the other side looks like, then keep going at it. Mm, interesting. You know, so of course it's, it's the whole learn from experience and, and take lessons from the game, you know? So the game of entrepreneurship in this case, of course. All right. So, you know, in terms of Gary Vaynerchuk, you, you highlighted Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, on, on your blog post that I've read. Um, I'm a big fan of Gary as well. And there's a thing or two that I've learned, of course, from several segments, either in a blog podcast, uh, his books. So why Gary Vaynerchuk? Um, and what do you feel that he can, of course, 
give to the world in terms of the Valley? You know, what's, what's your take on it? Um, so I'm, I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan because of his practicality and his, um, you know, just the way he views the world and, and how in touch he is with the culture. I think he understands a lot of dis- different aspects of what's going on in social media, marketing, um, just business as a whole. And he's really in touch with, with millennials. So I, I feel like he can relate on a deeper level um, than a lot of other people his age can. And I, I love how practical and how just realistic he is about everything. He's very transparent. So it's something I can really respect in an entrepreneur, um, So which is why I'm such a big fan of his. Um, I think he's pushing the culture forward and he's really giving people a lot of good advice and helping other people being very successful in their, you know, their brand and their, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors. And it's, um, you know, it's not, not enough good things that I can say about a person like this who just pushes so much good and realistic advice out into the world. You know, and I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, he is very in touch with millennials and, uh, just his transparency. Of course, uh, he kind of has no filter and that's what I love about him. You know, a lot right. of, uh, entrepreneurs they get out there they want to hold a political politically correct image um but you know for lack of a better saying gary v does not give a fuck let's right. just say that <laughs> all right so yeah he's you know. himself and I, and I love that about gary v yeah. so you know um all right cool so so we're going to take it back to your you know your your athletic days um you know i've read either on a blog post or, or somewhere on, on on your website um in terms of like your third grade desire to become a pro athlete, you know, if you can just share uh, kind of how you went from youth to growing up and, and uh, just your, your goals in becoming this professional athlete and what did you have in mind in terms of uh, the passion behind uh, basketball and of course just cover what it was like living overseas to pursue your professional athletic career. Um, and then of course being a student and, and juggling both, you know, pro basketball as well as uh taking you know going for your business degree if you can just cover that Mm -hmm. so i think i don't know exactly when i had the desire to become a professional athlete um i always thought as basketball was kind of like an escape for me um i I love to play but i didn't really necessarily know i was going to turn it into a, a career it was something that um you know i felt like i could you know if i worked hard at i, I could potentially be on tv and support my mom but i don't think i really had a full-hearted belief in that until i got to high school and i saw how much competition it was and i saw what i needed to do exactly to become a professional athlete so um you know juggling that and 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 being at a predominantly uh, well academic school that was you know one of the top in the area and having to balance those two you know i learned so much about you know what it takes to be you know successful on and off the court and you know how to manage my time and just things that i took away from you know balancing those those both things that i've been able to apply elsewhere in life um so i think that was a large part just going to a high school that was so hard um academically and athletically and playing against some of the top players in the country um year round um so then going into college i was prepared for that that jump that step and i was really really focused um you know, of course, you you get to college and you're kind of on your own and you're kind of figuring yourself out. So I ran into a lot of ups and downs during during that time period. 
But um, I always had that goal in my mind since, you know, it really got serious in high school and I carry it all the way through. So I was going to do whatever was in my power to, you know, become a professional athlete. It's what I set my mind on. It's what I thought about, you know, day in and day out. And regardless of what obstacles that I went through, you know, um, you know, with setbacks I went through, I was still going to pursue that goal, you know, with all my heart. And, you know, my first year overseas wasn't what I imagined playing in Japan. I ended up leaving early. But it was another great learning experience, and it kind of was like that that wow moment, like I'm actually here, I actually made it. And, you know, all that time and that work and that effort I put in over the years, you know, it finally paid off. And I'm, I'm at the point where I can call myself a professional athlete. So, um, you know, like I said, it was it was just so much that I took away from, from that entire journey. And the things that I learned just pursuing a goal so hard um, day in and day out. And, you know, those experiences have made me who I am today. Right. And I've read on a few um, blog posts, of course, either on Forbes or, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine, that professional athletes actually make really great entrepreneurs for several reasons. And um, this ties in a lot to like the patience, determination and grit, uh, simply because that's kind of the the motto that they apply in their lives um, in any sportsmanship that they uh, decide to go over or, or take after. So I would say, you know, with, with your athletic career and your entrepreneurship, you would, would you agree in terms of it having a significant impact on how, you know, your <laughs> it ties back to the determination, grit and, and patience. Would you say that that definitely had an, a high impact? Absolutely. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, those intangibles and those traits that you learn just playing sports that can be translated over anything that you do into in, in your life. So, I mean, you can talk about teamwork and setting goals and managing your time and being disciplined and being self-driven, all these things that you don't even realize that you're gaining throughout your years and years of playing sports are already embedded in you. And these are the same traits, the same intangibles that are applied within entrepreneurial entrepreneurship and what makes a successful entrepreneur. Um, so I think naturally a lot of athletes are successful because they have the discipline because they're, you know, they set those goals. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Thank you for tuning in to the Antonio Serrano Show. This show will provide you entrepreneurs with experience to discuss business, growth, marketing, and branding, and a ton of great strategies. We will have thought leaders and successful CEOs that charge thousands of dollars to speak, and I will have them on the show at no cost to you. You think you have what it takes? Please subscribe to this podcast show, and I would appreciate it if you can share your feedback. You can find me on Facebook. Just search The Antonio Serrato Show, like my page, and leave me a message. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mr. Antonio Serrato. Thanks again for tuning in, and now back to The Antonio Serrato Show. All right, we're back. All right, awesome. So if you can... From, uh, you know, you, you just mentioned that uh, being a professional athlete and playing any kind of sports, the intangibles that sport people, in this case, go through can help with everyday life moving forward, either in a form of, you know, your per professional career or even entrepreneurship. Now, what would you recommend to a student athlete who has the same mentality uh, similar to yours and who wants to 
you know, dipped their hands in entrepreneurship or business, but is also considering going pro, whether or overseas or playing for the NBA. What would you recommend to that student athlete and, you know, what direction they should take? Um, well, I, I would say the first and foremost, you know, take a step back and analyze if you're even talented enough to play professionally, um, you know, overseas or an NBA, because it's a lot of competition. Um, and there's not a lot of spots and the market is just very saturated nowadays and everyone thinks they could, you know, play at that level. So it's just getting harder and harder. So I would, I would highly recommend, um, you know, student athletes to take a step back and kind of analyze your skill set, analyze your talent. And if you want to go through that grind, cause it's very hard to get overseas nowadays just because of the, it's a numbers game. Um, and then also think about, you know, what you're more passionate about, you know, what do you, what is, what is driving you? And, and, you know, like I, I look back on my journey and, you know, starting that business wasn't my, my, my passion at the time. It wasn't, you know, what I wanted to focus on. And I really had to take that, that back in and, and analyze, you know, whether I wanted to really pursue this basketball, uh, you know, basketball overseas, or should I, you know, start this business and, and continue pursuing that. So, you really have to be self-aware and understand, you know, what, which one you want more and then let that drive your decision. I see. Interesting. There you have it. All right. So we're going to cover your book, um, you know, because uh, I, I'm interested in, in learning more about what your book uh, is on the title lessons from the game. And then we'll go into your uh, speaking career. Cause that is something that a lot of entrepreneurs are now tapping into, especially with like the podcasting or, uh, video blogging industries. So if you can, you know, first and foremost, what, what, what is lessons of from the game and what took you from just a thought to actually sitting down and writing it? Mm -hmm. So it kind of happened by accident. Um, you know, I was a second year playing in Japan. Um, you know, I just gotten over there. So I was trying to get adjusted, uh, first week didn't have, you know, Wi-Fi. didn't know the city didn't really, you know, know what to do. And I had nothing but time, you know, besides going to practice. So I had a computer and I, I really started to think about, you know, some of those obstacles that I went through, some of my experiences through basketball and a lot of the ups and downs. And I, I really just sat there and started typing just because it was more so therapeutic and, and something to do. Um, and by the end of that week, I had about 10,000 words and I started telling people about it. And I told one of my, you know, friends who, was, who had actually published a book and, you know, it was, you know, we recommended that, you know, I had a lot of good content. I had a good story. I might, you know, think about turning this into a book. And I never thought of myself as an author. I never wanted to be an author. Um, but the more I wrote, the more I thought about it, um, you know, I felt like my story can probably inspire someone else or have an impact on someone else's life. Um, so, you know, once I got home, I went through that whole process of publishing. It took about a year. Um, and then before I knew it, you know, I was, I was a published author, but the book basically just highlights, you know, my story through basketball up until my first year overseas. Um, and then talks about, you know, like we, we touched on, you know, those lessons that you took away from playing sports and really what you can learn that can be applied anywhere else in life and anything else that you do. And I really wanted to touch on those points and let younger athletes know, um, that, you know, whatever sports you play, it's more than a game. You know, you, you use that as a platform to do other things that you want to do in life. And, you know, one day that sport is going to come to a, to an end and you have to have other passions, other interests outside of it. So that's really the underlying message behind the book and, you know, why 
I feel it's it's such a um, you know impactful you know book to share with young athletes and people who have you know goals to go pro or to play basketball at a high level or any sport for that matter. Right, right, all right. And who who would you say the book is for primarily? Primarily, probably high school and college athletes. Um, I think other professional athletes can learn a lot from it. And uh, I think you can always learn from someone else's story. You can always be inspired by um, other people. They can teach you things that you, you know, you don't know. You can always learn from other people. So um, I think really anybody who has a dream can learn from this book. But it's really tailored toward the athletic community, Um, you know, because I played professional basketball. But you know, like I said, anybody who has a large dream or goal um, can can gain something out of this book. Interesting. There you have it. I'll add uh, the link to the show notes after this show. Um, it's called Lessons from the Game. It's available on Amazon. Is there any other place where it's available? Uh, you can also get it on Barnes & Noble and on my website, uh, com. There you go. All right. So if you can just quickly cover your speaking career, you know, um, what got you engaged and, and what's your experience so far in terms of, or should I say, yeah, what's, what's your takeaway from experiencing life as a speaker? Cause it's a whole different ball game, of course. Uh, it really is. And I, I still don't really consider myself to be a, you know, an avid speaker. I'm just kind of getting started, but, um, that actually kind of happened by accident as well. So once I published the book, <laughs> Um, you know, I started getting, you know, inquiries to come talk, to come kind of share my experience and talk about, you know, what it's like going from a professional athlete to, you know, a professional career elsewhere, entrepreneurship, things of that nature. So, um, it, like I said, you know, I didn't necessarily ever see myself as a speaker, but it's some, some, a way to kind of share my experience, uh, experiences and, and to inspire other people and to really just give back. Um, so that's really why I do it. And, you know why I've been more and more passionate about it, um, you know, throughout the, the past year or so. So, um, you know, like I said, I never consider myself a speaker, but it's something that I'm, I'm starting to invest more into and starting to, to look forward to, to doing more and more. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hope to see you soon. And, and on stage, you know, of course, discussing your uh, your experience, because I, I do think it's a great takeaway, especially when it's going from from an athletic career to uh, entrepreneurship. A lot of people don't really speak on that subject. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to it. All right. So we're going to wrap up with a few questions here. Um, it's, it's something I, you know, I I ask all of the guests to come on the show. The first question here is name your top five struggles and how you manage to overcome them. Mm, top five struggles. Um, so I would say number one would definitely be getting cut from my high school team. That was a huge blow and I almost gave up basketball completely. Um, that was my sophomore year in high school. So that would be number one. I would say number two was uh, getting sick in college and having to miss half the season. Uh, that was a major struggle and it really just a huge confidence, you know, blower and, and kind of set me back. Um, in terms of where I saw myself as a basketball player, uh, that would definitely be number two. Um, number three would be my first year overseas. You know, um, it was, like I said, it wasn't what I imagined at all. And I ended up leaving a month and, you know, I was sleeping on the floor. Didn't talk to my, my, my family for a whole week. Um, barely had money to eat, was walking, you know, a, a mile to get to the grocery store. And that within itself, you know, I learned so much about just survival and what it means to, 
you know, really be resourceful. Um, so that'd be number three. I'd say number four would be that entire transition through through being a professional athlete and, and becoming an entrepreneur and learning the ropes and understanding, um, you know, the differences between the, the different ball games. So I think that that was a huge transition and something that I think a lot of athletes struggle with. Um, and then number five would be, you know, I would say right now, um, you know, launching a new business, having a lot of things on my plate and figuring out, you know, what's the best way to manage my time um, effectively. Uh, I think a lot of entrepreneur, entrepreneurs struggle, um, you know, with, with time management and, and trying to figure out where they can best, um, you know, what they should do to, to best support the business and, and put the business in the position to be successful. So I think that's, it's a learning curve, um, you know, and it takes time and, uh, that'd probably be my fifth struggle, you know, what I'm going through right now. And, and how were you able to overcome a lot of them? Was it kind of unanimously done with, with your experience of being able to be resilient? Uh, how, how would you say you overcame those struggles? Time, time, just being patient, understanding that it's part of the process, um, you know, and, and really just, like I said, going, going back to being, you know, having grit and being determined. I think I've always had my, my, my mind and my eyes set on the goal and what I wanted to do. And, and like I said, you know, uh, you're going to run into obstacles. And I always understood that doesn't mean the obstacles are not going to affect you, but you're going to run into them and you're going to have to figure out a way to get through them or get by them or get over them if you want to be successful. And I've always been very steadfast and, and self-driven when it comes to my goals. Um, so, you know, that that's really how I've been able to deal with all of my struggles and, and the setbacks that I've gone through, you know, throughout my life. Awesome. All right. Uh, question number two here. What are your top three books? Top three books. Number one would have to be How to Win Friends and Influence People. Definitely number one. That book taught me so much about, you know, just how to deal with people and how to be a good person and how to, you know, just communicate better. Um, book taught me a lot. And I, I try to you know, go over it, you know, every couple of months and just review the notes. Um, second book would be probably um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I learned a lot about money management and um, that book is, it impacted so many people when it comes to, you know, managing your finances and the difference between assets and liabilities and things of that nature. And it's just so much practical knowledge that is given in that book. And then the third book, I would have to say, um, just because I'm reading it right now, I'm going to give a shout out to, to Gary V. I'm reading Crushing It. So that right now is, is in my top three, even though I'm not finished it, finished it right now. But it's definitely already had a major impact on the way I view my brand and, and my business going forward. Uh, it's interesting. There you have it. So how to win in friends and influence people, rich dad, poor dad and crushing it by Gary V. Mm-hmm. You know, the last two book or the first two books that you mentioned, uh, I had a guest on the last episode that actually highlighted those two books as being his top three as well. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is ironically and eerily interesting. All right. So, <laughs> all right. And in, in 10 words or less, what can our listeners who are future entrepreneurs do to get started? Find your passion and go all in. Point blank period. I think when you find your passion, you find what you love more than anything else. 
you'll figure out a way to get through those obstacles. You'll figure out a way to, um, you know, keep pushing even when everything else tells you it's not going to work or it's not going to happen. So I think it's very practical nowadays to go out and chase your passion, whereas maybe 20, 30 years ago, that wouldn't have been, you know, the the, the realistic thing to do. Well, we live in a world where you can actually say, you know, I do my passion for a living and there's no excuses as to why anybody can't, you know, live the life they, they want to live, you know, doing something that they'd love to do. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Find your passion and go all in. All right. Where can our listeners find you? So you can uh, you can find me on my website at www.malcolmlemons.com. Um, all my social media handles are at Malcolm Lemons. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, Instagram, everything. Uh, LinkedIn. You can also check out Players Point Agency at www.playerspointagency.com and kind of see, you know, what we got going on and some of the athletes that we'll be working with in the future. There you go. Of course, I'll add all the links to the uh, show notes after this show. And we're going to end this show with your favorite quote. What is it? And if you can remember by whom? Favorite quote is, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. That was a not exactly sure who said the, the quote, but I first heard it from a, a trainer and a slash coach that I had in high school who was a major, you know, reason as to why I was able to, you know, be a successful basketball player. Um, he used to say that quote to me all the time, and he just stressed the importance of working hard day in and day out uh, on your craft to reach, you know, your goals. So that would definitely be my favorite quote. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, Malcolm Lemons from Washington, D.C., a professional athlete turned entrepreneur, author, and public speaker. If you're an athlete that's just getting out of college and you couldn't make it to the pros, man, visit this guy's website. It's www.malcolmlemons.com or visit amazon.com and search up his book, Lessons from the Game by Malcolm Lemons and it's Malcolm L-E-M-M-O-N-S. And all his social media handles are the same at Malcolm Lemons. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram, among other social media handles. But please take advantage of what he has to offer. You know, uh, I, I had a great honor speaking with him. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure that you can too. I want to thank you all for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Antonio Serrato. And I hope that Malcolm and I were able to provide you some great information. You know, the Antonio Serrato Show can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and Stitcher. I was saying about a week or two, I'll be available on Spotify and iHeartRadio. To hear more of the Antonio Serrato Show, subscribe now. Subscribe now and tune in every single week, because every single week we have awesome guests on the show. I'm your host, Antonio Serrato, and until next time, dream, achieve, thrive.